0: Welcome to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations with Nina Impala. Do you have questions about death? How about events surrounding death? Or perhaps you have questions that need to be answered after death? On this program, we talk frankly and openly about the subject and invite you to share your comments and experiences as well. Now, here is your host, Nina Impala.
1: Hello, everybody. How are you all doing today? I am having Lorna Byrne on the show today from Angels in My Hair. She's running a little late. Um, she's having some technical difficulties, so we're waiting on her. But in the meantime, I have some things that I want to share with you. I'm going to go ahead and read Lorna's bio because I know she's going to be here. She's trying to get on right now. So if you haven't heard of Lorna Byrne in Angels in My Hair, you're really in for a treat today because she is a human being that has seen angels since birth. She's an international number one best-selling author. Her last two books have gone straight to number one on the UK Sunday Times chart, with more than a million readers around the world. Her books, Angels in My Hair, Stairways to Heaven, A Message of Hope from the Angels, and Love from Heaven have been translated into 30 languages. Lorna has been seeing angels since she was a baby. Very unusually, she sees angels physically with as much clarity as the rest of us seem our friends, and people around us. This diminutive, soft-spoken, uneducated Irish woman who did not talk about what she was seeing until seven years ago says she has no idea why she can see the angels when others can't, adding that she's just an ordinary person. So what's interesting about this with Lorna that I can tell you about, and hopefully she's going to make it on here pretty soon, but just being a person that for myself, I'm going to share a story with you and be pretty transparent about it. In my own life, as a child, I I heard and felt things that most people didn't. And very much like Lorna, it took me, well, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, let's just say that. And so, myself, when I was out in the world, when I was younger, I would break into massive hives all over my body. And of course, my mom was so scared for me and never knew what to do. And uh, I was on quite a bit of medication to calm me. When my mother was getting ready to pass away, I asked her more questions about it. And she used to say to me, you know, Nina, you used to say things that just were different than other people. So, I've been reading Lorna's books all week. And one of the things that came up for her is that people really thought that she wasn't all there. That even using the word retarded and using words that would describe her as not being a full functioning human being, smart, just shy, you know, and I understand that because when you are a feeler, and I know many of you know this out there, that when you're a feeler and you walk through the world as a sensitive person, sometimes you hear things or you say things that you're surprising other people, let's put it that way. It, it takes them a minute or you catch them off guard. But it's a really beautiful gift to have, and it's probably one of the biggest reasons that I'm in hospice. And so, through my own life, a lot of what I was reading in Lourdes' books this week, and I've read her books before. I actually saw her in person a couple of years ago and was just so, so, I guess the word is opened up by having confirmation that these experiences are really real. I mean, imagine, and this has happened, if I'm seeing with my eyes open orbs of light, bright blue when my father died. I remember laying in bed and holding my hands up, and these little orbs were just passing through my fingers of this beautiful indigo blue, and I knew that it was him. You know, there's no words spoken or anything like that. So, Lorna's going to share a lot of that with us today, and she has made it, so we're just waiting for her to connect. And I think Hi. she's just about there. Hi, Lorna. Lovely to hear your voice long last. <laughs> it's okay. I was just, um, I was just describing to everybody, you know, that I had a lot of similar experiences like you when I was little. I didn't see angels with eyes open, but I saw things. And my mother put me on quite a bit of medication for about thirteen years, so I couldn't speak and and feel the things that I was feeling, Lorna. So it was really, it was really challenging. And when I read your books.
2: It it's brought it all to life again. Pardon me. It brought it all to life again. It
1: did. So welcome to the show. I've told everybody a little bit about you, and I'm so excited that you're here.
2: Well, I'm. I'm very excited, and I know I have it on camera. But if you want to put it on camera, you can or
1: leave I don't, it the way it is. I don't, I don't mind. mind. I don't mind at all. In fact, you know, we can look at each other. It's fine. It's yeah, good. I, I think it's nice that way. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. So it's good to see you. Um, I did see you a couple of years with Mike Dooley over in Arizona. Have you come to the States much? I have been over there. I've been
2: in Toronto. That's Canada, isn't it? I just yes. get mixed up. No, yes. I have been over a, a few times, quite oh, a few times. Yeah. And um, I think I was with Mike a couple of times as well. So yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it's good. It was wonderful great seeing you. Wonderful seeing you. Yeah. It's great working with them. It is. Well, you know, Lorna, why don't we start off for our, our, our guests here? If you could just tell us a little bit about when your history as um a child about seeing the angels, and then we'll get into more about the different kinds.
2: Um, she was, it's a a beautiful question. And so many times I, I I don't know where to start. I just go to the angels, you know, where should I start? Um, I always say to everyone, as it is in um, the first book that I had written, Angels in My Hair, um, you know, I cannot never remember not seeing angels. You know, even as an infant, um lying in my cot and and my mom trying to fix blankets or you know, whatever your mom does with you yes. when you're so tiny. And um just seeing the angels and not knowing they were angels, just trying to, to touch them, to catch them, that that kind of thing. And it it wasn't until maybe I was about two, two and a half, it was one particular time when I was playing with my little brother in front of the fire and our hands touched and it was like as if his hand went into mine or mine went into his. And that was the time. And, of course, when that happened, I I giggled and I was so excited because I felt so much love, yeah, like I felt so connected to, to my yeah. brother. And it was at that moment that the angels told me that, I was to keep it a secret, that they were angels, but that my little brother was a soul. He had died before I was born. Yeah. He had died at 10 weeks. And I had seen him so many times, and even up to to today, I I have seen him on, on occasions. It's
1: beautiful. But
2: when I was a little child, just sometimes, you know, seeing my mom asleep in the chair in front of the fire and seeing this little infant, as an infant, in in her arms, Mm. um, fast asleep. And, of course, I knew it was my little brother, Christopher. He Mm. would change age, though. You have to remember he was a pure soul. He died at 10 weeks. But yes, he was most of the time always older than me. You know, so I always say to everybody to remember that we don't die, we live.
1: Yep. I, um, I yeah, I love the stories that I read about your brother in your book. I just, I read all your books this week, actually, because oh, wow. I read them before, but I went and read them again. <laughs> And it made me feel good. But I, you know, the, a lot of the questions that came up for me this week, and I was just thinking of humanity and like what the world is going through and what we're trying to think about. And, you know, when we when we talk about angels, and I, I, I've i seen angels with my eyes open once in my life, and mine was my little sister, and she appeared to me in this golden light. She crawled across the bed. She laid on top of me, and she said, I was the baby. And the feeling it was very much like your explanation when touching Christopher, it was like this very electrifying, kind of, all-encompassing kind of love because she laid on top of me, and then I heard the song, "A little Town of Bethlehem," because she was born at Christmas dawn. Oh, so yeah. that was the only, yeah, it was amazing. and she's she's been with me a lot in my life. But when we talk about spirits, guardian angels, archangels, they all kind of present themselves differently, Lauren, is that correct?
2: Um, I I suppose when we, you use the word spirit there, like to me, you know, the word spirit is used in so many, it means so many things. Yeah. So it depends on what you mean by spirit, you know, the way someone will say spirit of life or spirit of the animal or the spirit of the earth or the spirit of my loved one. Yes. So it it is the soul of, of a loved one. Um. The angels are, what would I say? There is so many of them. They are just in complete abundance. And one thing that, what would you say, fills my heart, and, and I hope it fills everyone's heart, you know, that is listening in today, um, that each and every one of us has a guardian angel that never leaves you for one second. And seemingly that message that has gone out into the world has just given hope and courage and faith and belief to so many people of all ages. Yes. Like I I would often get into trouble from, you know, sometimes even from a child or a teenager or sometimes from someone, you know, that's 30 or or 80 years of age. Yeah. uh Saying, "Why, why didn't you write these books before now? But I, I had to wait till God said so, and and you have to remember, um, I was considered retarded as
0: yeah.
2: a child, even oh, that- as a teenager, even as an adult. Um, but I've had the greatest teachers of all. I've had God and the angels. They've literally taught me everything I know, and it was a huge challenge. Like when. You know, even as a child and as I grew, the angels would say that one day you will write about God and us. And, of course, I couldn't even write my name. Yes. You know, so I thought it was it was crazy. But it was always a time which the story I've told so many times when the Archangel Michael came up behind me one time when I was um, wheeling my little daughter home. So I was married and all at this time. And I had, this was my third child. And I remember Archangel Michael just annoying me because I was, you know, a busy mother. I didn't have time, you know, what was he annoying me for? And I always remember stopping with the pram, turning around and looking at him and saying, you know, what do you want? You know, I was just really, you know, I was too busy. And, you know, he just said he had a message from God and... I still was kind of annoyed. Like, come on, get on
1: with it. Yeah, and, keep, I felt that a couple of times yeah. when you woke up with hoses. It's okay. <laughs> what do you want? want? exactly? I'm busy right now. Or just come out with it and just tell me. Yeah. Yes, and, I like Hosis. And,
2: and it was, you know, he just said, you know, it's getting near time for you to write about God and us. And that time when I stopped and looked at Archangel Michael and standing there, and um, and I just saying to him with that, you know, how on earth does God expect me even to write one book when I can't read or write? Yeah. You well, know, and he just said help would be sent. And it was years later that all of a sudden I knew I had to say yes. Like I always knew I had to say yes.
1: You can't eventually. Say God. Yeah, eventually.
2: Exactly. Yes. And. And that time did come, and I said yes, and I was terrified and scared and everything. Um, You know, the help did come, you know, and it is having faith. You know, God and the angels do take care of us. It's just sometimes we don't see it. Yeah. Or we're going through a hard time, or Mm -hmm. maybe we've lost a loved one, or maybe our life has fallen apart, Um, But it's so important for us to remember that we are loved and we are cared for. And God has given us a guardian angel that's with us every second of our life and is the gatekeeper of our soul. And I think that helps no matter what religion you are, or even if you believe in nothing. Yes. um, I think that gives us great courage and great hope. You know, and I do believe everyone has faith, even sometimes someone that says, you know, they don't believe in God, they believe in nothing. But when something tragically has happened or you're in such a hard place, we all do cry out for help. We do. And that's a prayer. That's a it, prayer, you know, saying, please help me. What's happening here? Uh, yep. That's a prayer. We're, we're human. Calling, we're calling out you know, in that, in that way. And, you know, I, I think the world today needs that hope, needs that light, you know, because of everything that is happening and for us to have courage. And just remember the angels are there. We're not abandoned. God hasn't abandoned us no matter what we
1: think. I agree with that. One of the things that I, you know, in your book, um, Messages of Hope from the Angels and the Angel of Hope, the Angel of Strength, yeah. you know, just giving them names, you know, the Angel of Hope, the Angel of Strength, giving strength and the stories that you have with the in that book about, you know, there was even one, and I'm just going to bring this up real quick because it was a soldier and it was the way you described it in the book and how the Angel of Hope actually helped him and it wasn't like the angel of hope came in and said okay you're going to make it from here to there she even he kind of knew that he was there (laughs) that's joe he's kind of knew that he was there and that the angel was there and it kept him going so it's almost like you know lorna like a little a little voice inside of us that's saying keep going that's the angels And what I thought about when I was reading all this, Lorna, is, you know, when you have, and this is what I'm going to explain to my audience, because I have a lot of people out there who are just beautiful people that are listening today, I'm sure on your side too, is, is your intuition basically the angels' voices, would you say? Yes
2: okay and we we, we say happy. it in so many different ways like mm-hmm. sometimes it can be that intuition that comes comes in or this feeling we get or sometimes someone says this good feeling or or a sign we get something we see or something someone says the messages are being given to us to guide us all the time in so many ways but see. a lot of the time we we do ignore them
1: mm-hmm. which
2: I'm asking people to try and not ignore them.
1: And trust them.
2: Trust and, that, that and little... yeah. trust
1: them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And one thing to remember, you know, God and the angels will never ask you to do anything wrong. They'll never ask you to be greedy, selfish, or mean, or hurt anyone. They'll right. never ask you to do anything like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, but they're always guiding us. You know, I, I see you know, angels sometimes you know, they're couple of days ago there's a young man and you know he's he's struggling to get himself fit and I was watching you know an angel in front of him separate from his guardian angel you know encouraging to keep going keep going and it was just lovely to see I bet Or, or two kitties on, on a bicycle and, you know, the little lad trying to keep up with the bigger lad and the bigger boy. And, you know, the two angels at, you know, one at each side of the younger child on his bike because he was wobbly. Mm-hmm. You know, just make and he never fell off the bike, yes. you know, which which is, is amazing. But the angels are there all of the time. And I, I know that... We should be asking for help more, you know, and especially those unemployed angels. And we definitely need the angel of hope in the world. And the angel of hope is in the world. And that is an an incredible angel. And it's all angels give us hope. But this particular angel is, how can I say, he's one. There's only one of them.
1: Okay. So he's almost like an archangel, it kind of feels like. He's that big.
2: but but, but they have never said it, so I can't okay. say that <laughs> you okay. know I can never say i'm not I'm not
1: allowed, okay um, that's okay, but,
2: but he's he's incredible it's it's you know he's he can be enormous, bigger than the whole world in one sense, yeah wow. I, I can see him sometimes, you know, over in the distance in the mountains or. I'm in a big city, and you can't see over the buildings, but you can see the Angel of Hope.
1: I'm getting and a chill then, while you're talking about it. Yeah, you know? okay.
2: and then sometimes you see the Angel of Hope, you know, human size. Yeah, or you know, a bit bigger, encouraging somebody. And the Angel of Hope is dressed from head to toe, just just covered, but the most spectacular spectacular thing I know I can't pronounce that word very well but he he carries this beautiful lantern it's a flame Mm. and he it's it's the way he turns you know he'd be this way and then he turns it's the way he moves he moves and he, he turns and he's beckoning to a person to see the light of hope and I know the world today needs the light of hope we all do we all need to see it and I know no matter what happens in the world, it can't be put out. It'll always be there.
1: Wow. That's what gives us, you know, the courage and strength. That's so comforting. You know, in your life, you know, the, in, in all of your stories, the things that you've witnessed, the way the angels have taught you has been immense, immense to show you the direction souls go. Or And that's something I want to talk about a little bit. It's like a couple of different really pretty horrific events that you witnessed, and it was like, wow, I don't want to see this. You know, this is too hard for me to see, you know, where you knew that something bad was coming. And there was one story in particular, and I want to talk about this only a little bit because of the violence we're having in the United States right now, It's, is that when a child dies through something, um, I want to say violent or an accident, do they... You know, you, you uh, described in uh, Angels in My Hair that, the, um, that there was like a, a, a golden light where the children went up in the bicycles and everything, but they never really felt the impact of it. Yes. That's true. So that was something I was curious about, and I think that listeners might be too for people that have yes. lost ones due to violence lately.
2: Yes, that's, that's true, and, and that is for really most of us that okay. happens in that, in that way. Um, And that was, you know, I was working in the Grosvenor at the time, my father's Uh petrol station. And I know you have read the story, but, you know, when the angels had said to me, you know, to look out, and when I saw it all unfolding, and especially the the part of seeing the the three boys and, you know, this big Arctic coming up the road. Yeah. you know, then not seeing the boys on their bikes, and but then seeing them spiritually on their bikes, as if nothing had happened. Yeah, that was amazing you know, to me. As if nothing had happened, just that golden light. It was like it was lined with angels,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and and they were, the only way I can say cycling to heaven.
1: Yes, absolutely. You
2: know, yeah, see, the only way I can can say it. It it was an incredible scene. And yet, so sad, right. Because it has to be horrific for the parents.
1: Because mm-hmm. no, we see the carnage, we see the human aspect right. of it that creates so much suffering in yeah. us.
2: It does, but it's it's important again for us to to remember, you know, that we will meet our loved one again, right. and and at times they're in and around us, like. People feel the presence of a loved one. A mother feels the presence of, of their child.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, um, I had a, a little boy who um, it was a long journey for him. I'll skip loads of the story, but I remember when I got the phone call and being told, could he come to see me? It was his dying wish. And even then, I knew I would never see this child. Because it was already told. But it was so important for him to make the journey. You know, and where he ended up was so important. And, you know, then meeting the family, I think six months later or a year later, the other siblings and the mum and dad came. And, you know, all the signs that their little brother had given them, they talked about you know, and and feeling his presence around them. And they're saying, even when the sky is clear, Lorna, a rainbow appears. And Mm -hmm. that day at my house here, there wasn't a cloud in the sky and we all looked up and there was a rainbow.
1: That's it right there, Lorna.
2: You know, just the souls of our loved ones, just like the angels, give us signs all the time. But again, we miss them. A lot of them we miss or or we just kind of, we we have been so busy, you know, and I know now we're slowing down a bit because of everything that is happening. Yeah. I think
1: one of the things um, that maybe you can help people with is, and I'm guilty of this myself, I forget you know, to, you get so self-absorbed in what you're doing and I forget, yeah, my guardian angel's right there. What am I thinking? You know, I'm just going to talk to them and ask them for help. And whenever I do that, everything's fine. But how can we have people, like, remember? It? It's like you need to put a post-it note on your forehead or something. That says, <laughs> my angel is always here with me, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I would say to, to
2: everyone, you know, stick a note on the fridge because the fridge is the door we open
1: all the time. Yeah, that's a good point, everybody, Hello. on the fridge. Yep.
2: Or if you're a woman, not so much a man, it's kind of, you know, stick a little, little picture or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, even words, my guardian angel, on your mirror. Yeah. Just, you so know, to keep- just stick it in the, in the corner there and, you know, try and teach yourself how to respond. It's, it's like, you know, just say you're out somewhere and you're told to s- just smile at someone. You don't mm-hmm. know them. Just smile. Yeah. More than likely, they'll smile back. Yes. But the, the important thing to remember is you might have saved their life. Yeah. Because you gave them a smile.
1: Exactly. You know, you talk you a lot. hope. Yes, and you give people hope with a smile. That's so small, but it's so true. It's something that I try and do a lot is smile at people through my mask, you know, where I can, I people can see my eyes, it's like I'm smiling they, at you. They, they can see it in your eyes. They can, you right? Know?
2: And lots of people now are kind of. Well, I know I have noticed communities, and you know, are becoming more friendly, even with the mask. You know, yeah. here myself, there has been a, a lady that I would have seen over the years and would have said hello to her and a little chat with her and she has a daughter with um what do what do you call it you know a disability uh-huh you know but most people never spoke to them but yeah. now the most amazing thing is now people stop and talk to them
1: oh interesting they
2: they don't see you know that the daughter it has disabilities you know they 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 talk to them, you know, like human beings would. Yeah. You know, with friendliness and love. Yeah.
1: There's no uh, disip- to no yeah. judgment there.
2: No, no judgment. It's and beautiful. That is, even though this virus has caused such, you know, such grief and all of that, but there's lots of good things happening, even though sometimes it's hard to see. I would but agree lots of of good things happening, good miracles happening all the time.
1: When you look in, when I'm reading your book too, the one thing that I notice um, that has happened a lot to you and it's happened a lot to me too. And I think it happens to everybody. If they could recognize it, our soul connections where we're attracted to somebody to help them and when, when with those soul connections, it's like even with a touch or like you said, with a smile, you know, yeah. if you save somebody's life with a smile. But I believe that, you know, the angels bring certain people into our lives, Lorna, that we are meant to help. When you were, you know, the, the young man that drowned, that was such a beautiful yeah. story. I was so mad that they wouldn't tell you why, though. It's like you had to figure yeah. it out. And I'm like, yeah. why did they do that? <laughs> Can't you just tell if, but you had to. That's how it had I, to go. I
2: had to. It was like it was, and, and and it was horrific. I have to say because it was. I could feel his pain and hurt, and I could feel yeah, you know, everything that had happened to him, you know, and you know, and his family. But for some reason, which you know, that connection God made that connection for when he he was younger and yes. he had met you know, briefly through, you know, the cousins. Um, years
1: before the accident.
2: Oh, years before. Yeah, God had already amazing. made that that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that
2: connection. But that connection was made so that his body would be found. Yeah. And it's just, you know, to give peace to the family.
1: So is that your energy and your light that is creating that transition for him, would you say, Lorna? Um, no, he
2: had already um gone to heaven
1: uh-huh. when he died.
2: But the connection was made so that peace would come to the family.
1: Gotcha. Okay. You know, that
2: you know, I know a lot of people think that, you know, when when, when we die, because I've s i have I watch it so many times and even sometimes before someone dies, I already see the guardian angel holding on to their soul. Right. You know, holding on to them lovingly and caring, and you know, you go straight to heaven. You go there, and and I know we call it heaven, but I don't. That's the name mankind has given it. Yes. Or we could call it the universe, or other religions might afterlife call it is afterlife. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of names, but mm-hmm. it's the same place. Um. And, and yet a soul can be back here at the very same moment.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: a- comforting, helping to comfort those that are hurting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because they're perfect. The yeah. soul is perfect. You know, I know sometimes, you know, we, we pray for someone and we say, oh, we just want them to get into heaven. But God has never shown me any soul going anywhere else but straight Mm-mm. to heaven. Yeah. You know, why would he punish his children?
1: I agree with that statement very well, much so.
2: He he wouldn't at all. Like he loves us. And I'm kind of, you know, an Irish word we use here, flabbergasted. I don't know. <laughs> um,
1: That's a good word. Flabbergasted <laughs> works.
2: Yeah. Um in the sense why God fell in love with us. Yeah. Why did he? What do they see in us that he gave us a little spark of himself, mm. you know, a piece of light that's so tiny like a spark, but yet is enormous. It builds every part of us, and yet it's out there.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, because I feel yes. that, you know, and when your vibration's up and you're in that flow, it's just you can feel that spark.
0: What yeah. does a soul,
1: you know, a lot of times you talk in your book about seeing a soul. What does it look like? Is it just oh. light, or how does it come out? It, like when it, the bicep it is, it is light, um, just like the angels are light. Okay, they
2: give a human appearance within themselves.
1: Like mm.
2: the angel Michael always gives a male appearance; he's never given a female appearance. But oh, the angels yeah. are neither male or female, but he is always given a male appearance. Um, but You know, angels, he wouldn't look the same all the time. The clothing changes. I noticed that.
1: He'd look handsome or he'd have dark hair or he'd have a different outfit on.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, and and that's the same with most angels. Uh You know, most guardian angels, they they change their their appearance. And I I believe that's for us ourselves because, you know, the way sometimes someone feels their guardian angel is female because... That's what they need. But mm. your guardian angel is neither a man nor female. You know, and and I think that's lovely. You know, that's unconditional love as well. It, yes. You know, letting us feel what, what
1: we need. And comfortable. Letting and, us feel comfortable exactly. in their presence.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. and that that is lovely. But the soul, angels are incredibly beautiful. I've never seen one that looks ugly or... Anything like that. They are incredibly beautiful. And the soul, though, is billions of times more beautiful. I can't describe. It's a different light. It's yeah. just billions of times more beautiful. And I anytime I'm allowed to see someone's soul, um, I just feel so privileged. Yeah,
1: I can imagine. Yeah, to
2: me, that is because that soul is that spirit. That spark of light of God, you are pure. You are pure love.
1: You know, Mm -hmm.
2: your your spiritual side of yourself, yeah. You know, cannot be contaminated. It's only the human side that can be.
1: I that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, what we're witnessing here, you know, just in the U.S., maybe just even in California right now, there, you know, you. What I always say to people, we have to go to break in about a minute, but what I always say to people is have an angel's perspective. So when you see something with your physical eyes and you're going, oh, my God, this is just terrible. It's stupid. These people are so ignorant, blah, 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 blah. You know, I always say to myself, okay, I have to look at it from an angel's perspective because then I bring love in yeah. and I try not to judge. Okay, there's got to be a reason for this. So let's look at it from up there instead of here. Here. So let's go, you know, let's go to break Lorna and then we get back. We're going to talk about a couple, a bunch of other stuff. So we'll be right back guys. Thanks.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250. And if you book a three session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener, living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. listening to inspiring end of life conversations if you have a question for Nina Impala or her guest today call into our program at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to spirit at gmail.com now back to this week's program
1: okay and we are back with Lorna Byrne and angels in my hair So, Lorna, I have something else I would like to talk to you about. And that's prayers. Prayers. So, in um, your beautiful book, A Message of Hope, sometimes there's um, reasons why prayers aren't answered. And I love this part of your book because it made it very, very plain and simple. Sometimes we pray for something that is not a part of God's plan. So, perhaps the loved ones doesn't get well because it's time for them to go to God. That's a hard thing for people to accept. But again, you know, you're getting into that, that area of God's will and what the angels have planned for us. And then there were two other ones where we're blinded by our desire for whatever it is we think we need which I thought was very interesting. But often we don't recognize fully what will be best for us. Often with hindsight, we say we are glad that we didn't get something we had previously prayed for. I could think of a hundred times in my life when I'm going, whew, I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm glad that prayer didn't come true. <laughs> and then um, number three, you have sometimes our prayers are not answered because we or other people let the other side or let evil in. And that one I kind of want to talk about and um, an action in prayer. So if you could kind of, because you've written some beautiful prayers, and at the back of a message from Hope for my audience, she has beautiful prayers in the back for us to read.
2: Yeah, um, prayer, prayer is very important, but you're after bringing up a lot there, which is incredible. Like, you know, many a time we do pray for something, and we're so desperate to have what we're praying for to get it and we're begging God all the time and we're just so focused on it but sometimes it's not meant for us it's not God's plan in in that sense
1: yes you know
2: and like I've met many people that have told me stories and I've seen many things happen where someone did spend you know a huge amount of time just wanting one particular thing, and when they didn't get it, and sometimes it's it's years later, it can even be 20 years later. Yeah. You're so glad you never got it. Like, because your life wouldn't be as good as it is now. Right. And I, I think that's what we have to remember as well. We have to trust. We have to have our faith. If we're meant to get something, it will. For myself, I, I never ask God where I'm going okay. or anything like that. I never have. I just walk down the road. And I know a lot of people would would say, well, I'm walking down the road and I see what's right ahead of me. And that's what I want. And that's what I'm praying for. I don't do that. You know, I can see maybe what God has put ahead. But if he suddenly turns me left or right it doesn't bother me whatsoever.
1: So that means you don't have a really an expectation about your prayer, Lorna, right? You've just I, kind of... I
2: don't in that sense. But I, I actually don't pray for myself. I pray for everyone else and for nature, for the world. You okay. know? So I don't actually pray pray for myself. Um, but prayer is very, very powerful, you know, um, none of us pray alone. A guardian angel prays with us. Even God oh, beautiful. prays with us.
1: I just love those thoughts. Know. Yeah. And
2: the angels of prayer pray with us. Yes. You know, and they're like what I call them, like a, a never-ending, you know, waterfall, not coming down but going up. They enhance our prayers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You and know, they always pray with us. So even if it's just a little prayer like, I, I'm very tired, and please help me to fall asleep.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, everything is a prayer. Like, when, when we call out, and, and it can be just one word. It can be just help me, or it can be just, oh, I can't take this anymore. Or it can be just thank you. Yeah. You know, literally everything is is a prayer. But we should pray, we should pray, pray more because prayer can move mountains.
1: Yes. And, and, and knowing, so I love what you're saying right now. It's almost like a feeling that I'm getting inside of me. It's, it's like, when you talk about walking down the road, um, the vision that I get in my head is driving in my car, and not being knowing where to get off until the sign shows it on the sign. And then I'm like, okay, this is my exit. But before that, until I see that sign, I don't know when to get off the freeway. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the way really, I look at it. Yeah, three ways or the highway out here. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's that's a good way to to put it. Um, and and I think a lot of a lot of us, even young people today, you know, are lucky and praying for you know a fantastic job or you know something of their dream or or like that. But it takes time to get on that journey if that's the way you're to go. Yeah you know you should never be disappointed you're being taken care of all of the time even when mm. things are hard mm-hmm. things will become easier yeah you know and other people do come into your life to help you all the time
1: they do they really do and it and it's 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 it, that's when that awareness is there i know in my own life if i can keep what i call my vibration up high and that awareness is yeah. there everything that i need comes to me from God, whatever that's going to be, whether the radio show gets to go on forever or whether it doesn't, it might just be, I just stay open to all of it. So
2: I I, I suppose like since um, God has, God and the angels have taught me everything out in nature, literally. I know. Always always out in nature.
1: You're so lucky to live in Ireland because that's, sorry to interrupt you, because I imagine you just walking yeah. around in those beautiful places there.
2: But but I think we have forgotten, and I think that's a lot of what has happened in the world today. We have forgotten to connect back spiritually to our souls, or or sometimes we call it the inner child, or sometimes somebody says says to me, they're, they're trying to, they, they, they say, who, who am I? Now, not meaning me, but they'd be yeah. saying it about themselves. Mm-hmm. But you're actually talking about, the spiritual side of you. You know, the angels are making you aware.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And they know you don't know who that is because we have lost that connection. Yeah, And we need to make that spiritual connection stronger.
1: And the best way is in nature. And what else would Um, you say, Lorna?
2: Yeah, well, the angels have taught me in nature. They taught me everything when I was out in nature. And I, I know I can help people to learn all of that, mm-hmm. and but again, prayer, again, you know, you know, connecting to the energy, again, you know, connecting, you know, to to people that are in trouble a million miles away.
1: Yes, virtually.
2: you know, all, all, all of that, and I think we've just got so caught up in the material things, and. We have forgotten about the gift that we have been given. You know, this planet—we've been given a free. But the thing is, we can't survive without it. We no. need this planet. We need nature. You know, um,
1: so true. We need to be grateful for it, that it's here for us, and that mm-hmm. it's a gift from God.
2: And and it is. And I I know with all that's happening
1: in the world, a lot
2: of change is coming, but. I believe that change can be for the good for us all. Yeah. You know, people are learning how to work, work differently. Even I am. You know, I'm, I'm doing webinars, live things more than I ever did before. Yes. You know, online instead of In you person. Know, going to a country. Yeah. So, you know, I think we can learn and we can change and we can allow, because in one of the books, I think it's Stairways to Heaven, I talk about, you know, some of the different futures I see, but all of the real positive futures come together as one. Mm, good. One of those futures is where we make this planet, we do grow spiritually, we do change, you know, um And this planet. Imagine this planet becoming like new again. Can you imagine that? I would love that. You know, no, no lake, no river polluted, no land polluted, no grass. Would that be amazing? You know, everything. And imagine how healthy we would be. It's like when we make this world like a little glimpse of heaven. And I believe we can do that.
1: I do too. It's a vision that I've had as well.
2: You know, we, we can do it. And, and we have the choice. We have the free will. We have to remember we can say no. And I do think, even though I know there's demonstrations all over the world, but I do think people are standing up, you know, and being counted and playing their part and saying, yeah. you know, this is wrong. It has to change. And governments and that's... They need our help. Leaders need our help. They're not quite sure of what way to turn.
1: Yeah. They,
2: they need our help. So they do. You know, it's kind of, you know, we have to get them to listen at times. You know, you to tell help
1: them to them. go turn around and look at their guardian angels, what we need to do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, like I I get into trouble for, you know, maybe praying for a particular leader in the world, or, you know, if I name a particular leader, and mm-hmm. uh, You know, they would say, how on earth could you pray for that person? You know, they're the horrible person. Look at all the bad things they have done and look what's happening. Yes. If you don't pray for them, there's no hope then of them listening. to Exactly. There's no hope of them hearing the voice of God and saying, you must do the right thing.
1: That's a beautiful way to put it, Lorna, is really is, is that is a, a fantastic message that you just gave, you know, just so, you know, I know in our own elections and stuff, there's so much anger, and it's just like, pray, pray for them, pray for them, pray for the one you like, pray for the one you don't like, just pray for them, exactly. you know, and it we, can change things.
2: Yeah, will, we, we have to do that to get everyone to to listen. Like, and I know the election will be coming up in America. I, is it in November or something?
1: Yeah, it's November. And the tensions here are ridiculous. So I just, well, I do the I same. Would,
2: I would say to everyone, especially the women, because women are the mothers. We, we are. have more power than, than the men have. Yes. Fact, we just don't realize it. But the women can change the world because we are the carers. Yeah we are the love the ones that love and I'm, and I can't say that word nurture nurtured,
1: nurtured yes am i
2: saying right yes
1: you are you nurtured
2: know, we do all of that yeah and I agree. so i'm saying to all the women of america i don't care who you are or who you want to vote for just, just pray get it. out there and vote and make sure your vote is registered yeah thank you lorna just do it if i uh, had to if i was american and i had to walk 100 miles i would walk the 100 miles
1: i yeah i agree with you it's a very important it's a very important election press you know we've just got a couple minutes before we go and i wanted to know if you could there have been and i know you have such a closeness with the children in the world and um i know some um young people that have died recently and i'm seeing it on the news babies that are caught in the gunfire and i was wondering if you could do a prayer just before we close today, for the children and their families?
2: Well, what I'll do is I will say the, the prayer of the healing angels. And, and this okay. prayer was, these are the words of God. And it's the first prayer that went into the, books, the book, Angels in My Hair. And many countries in different languages, and even in England, they wanted to change the wording, but you can't change God's words because they said it was wrong English. So I'll say this prayer for all the children in the world, for all their parents, um, for there to be less suffering and less pain. Okay. Um, for the world to do the right thing, for all of us to be loving and compassionate, and, and for all the parents who've lost children, because I know that causes huge pain, but know your your child is there with you spiritually and loves you. Okay. Okay. So, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Prayer of thy healing angels, that's carried from God by the Archangel Michael. Pour out thy healing angels, thy heavenly host, upon all those that are in my heart. Let them feel the beam of thy healing angels upon them, the light of your healing hand. Let the healing begin, whatever way God grants. God bless us all, Amen. And I know God has poured that blessing down upon everybody in the world today thank you and especially i will say in america thank I you know america needs a helping hand
1: we do we
2: do so, and for yourself as well thank you Lorna. So i'll be praying for you and your family thank you okay. this has been
1: so amazing and it went by so quick and i'm so very thankful that you were on the show and my angels thank you as well
2: Well, I I thank you for inviting me and just chatting here as if we're at a table having a cup of tea. Tea. So, And I ask for blessings and for all your listeners and for your show to really, you know, get out there because love, compassion and hope needs to
1: be spread. It does. Okay.
2: Thank you. God bless.
1: God bless you too. Thank you, Lorna. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I'm so grateful to have had Lorna on the show today. She's a lovely human being, and I pray for all of us to be strong. I pray for all of us to remember, put that post-it note on your fridge, on your mirror, and remember that your angel is with you, and many angels are with you, and that you are never, ever alone. Goodbye, and God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
0: hope you have found hope in this week's edition of inspiring end of life conversations please join your host nina impala for another program next wednesday at 6 p.m eastern time and 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel we'll talk again soon